Welcome back to the Cannonball Mindset. And I don't know, like, if I'm in, like, an adult Disney world. Like, I don't yeah. know, like, what the hell is happening in my surroundings. But this, I know, if the environment sets the mood for the podcast, yeah. this shit's going to be off the hook. It's going to be fire, brother. I'm this, excited to be here, this, man. This is, I'm sitting with Judge Graham. Yeah. Scale and exit authority. Like, like money. I don't know, like, I feel like. When I watch your podcast or listen to your stuff online, read, reading, read your book, yeah. it's like it has some sort of energy behind it. It's I like there's, it. there's like a like there's not many books that you read that you can feel the energy. Yeah, when you're holding a piece of paper, mm-hmm. but that shit was like coming to life for me. Yeah, so I I'm love excited it, that I was able to get on a plane and drive down here and just shoot the shit with you and come up with some really great content around yeah. this idea of. How one gets to where they want, both mindset-wise, financially, how you grow a business, mm-hmm. and and eventually, in your in your case, what you help people do is uh, scale it up really big, mm-hmm. and then sell it off, yep. and maybe start something else, or take that money and and go live in Tahiti and drink Bahama Mamas all day. I'm saying, I guess it's yeah. all what you want, right? Exactly. It's all about that end game. Yeah, so, so let's start. This is like, let's go back. Let's yeah. just start back. You're a graduate of TCU, football go player, Fox. right? Yeah, yeah. Football player. They, yeah. Uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but had a had a tough game last night, took Kansas into yeah. overtime. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, but uh, at what point, let's tell us a little bit about schooling. Like, at what point did you say, man, I'm an entrepreneur? Like, when did it click? Because obviously you own your own company, unbelievably successful, and you help other people grow their business. When did you say, uh, because it wasn't always like, cool to be an entrepreneur yeah no i mean it was it was for me uh you know chad it was a small like i was probably first second grade i remember vividly um i was sitting in the back of my mom's like beat up oldsmobile this is you know back the day when shit didn't matter with seat belts and stuff right Uh, (laughs) i was sitting up like you know like you know first grade second grade or younger than that and i'm holding on looking around and i remember seeing at the time this black 500 benz Right. And it just pulled up. Right. And I'm in this, you know, beat up old white Oldsmobile. And I and I looked at uh, my mom and I said, you know, what is that? And she's like, oh, that's, you know, the Mercedes. That's like, you know, at the time, 70,000 or whatever it was. And I knew right then, man, I said I wanted in order to have things like that, I needed to make money and something just clicked for me. Right. And so from that stage, my mom was an art teacher and she got these cool ass uh, pencils. She would bring them home to me. And I would turn around and I would sell them at school for a dollar a piece. And then that turned into, you know, uh, candy and the watches and the beepers and whatever. So I've always had this mindset of wanting to make money, providing value, seeing opportunity and selling things. Wow. Okay. So, so this is, this is really awesome because, you know, there are people that are listening or that you may say that to and say, oh, that's judge you know you're five years old and the desire to see a black bends yeah. is like no it's not about the, it's not about the material bland bends it's right. you know life is more than that how do you how would you respond to that i'm saying because at five years old to say i want that and right. then set up a plan and put it in motion see people have the wrong mindset about money so i've got this new thing you're gonna see you know i'm always got my swag right i got oh. my money sheet hat i got different things so i've got um a new thing coming out it's called w-i-m-m where is my money? Okay. Where is my money? Yeah. And what that means is I want to recondition people to understand that having money is a good thing. 
right? When you say, where is my money in a company setting? What that means is, is the employee, where is my money? I'm coming here every day and, and how do I get better and how do I make more money, right? How do I make more money and provide more value to the clients that we're serving? And how do I make the company that's paying me more money? You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So where is my money? If you take it in that lens and that mindset about serving, serving yourself, serving the customers, and then serving the company, it's a win for everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. So money is just the vehicle. Money's the vehicle, right? And so anybody that says money is the root of all evil, they haven't experienced money. Money allows you to do things great. And we kind of talked earlier, like if you're an asshole before money or with money, you're still going to be an asshole. Just, money didn't change it, right? It's going to be a bigger one. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. you know, money is a, a good thing. It's 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 how you use it. And, um, you know, when you're building the economy and the economy strong, that's a good thing. Yeah. So, all right. So, so now you're, now you're, you're this, you're this young entrepreneur. Pencils, beepers. Glad you called me young. I like <laughs> well, I'm talking about back in the day. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I'm going back. I'm, I'm, right? I'm 40. I'm still young, right? <laughs> so, so, the, so the, so now you're this young entrepreneur back in the day where you're selling beepers and watches and and crayons and whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, at what point? So you you go to TCU. You you enroll at TCU. Yep. Um, to play football. Yep. And so, I'm assuming, and I don't know back. You know, it had to be 15, 20 years ago. Yep. Did they have an entrepreneurial like uh, program? No, they didn't. Um, now that after I graduated, they actually started one, but um, they didn't. They didn't at the time. So what? So what is a so so the idea of being an, a serial entrepreneur and going to college? I was just with Gary V. You know, a month ago, and his his thing is well. Some so is people, mine going to air after Gary V's? <laughs> yes. Dope. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. yes. I, I keep Gary. Going, if I'm, you're watching this shit, reach out to me. Yeah, I, I go up and I go up and I go up in. Uh, so there's Gary V, and in then I go up to bigger, bigger yeah, class, and I'm uh, like Judge yeah. Judge Graham. Yeah. So so his idea is that college isn't for everybody. That actually yeah. is against some yeah. entrepreneurial mindsets. That if you're an entrepreneur, college might not be the best place for you. Yeah. So you're an entrepreneur in a. In a right. college, it doesn't teach about entrepreneurship. So what do yeah, you do? Yeah, so listen, I, I have no issue with school, right? And if my uh, uh, my two boys, Jake and Jet, they're seven and, and, and nine now, want to go to college, I want them to experience that. But school doesn't teach you the shit you need to know for business, right? Unless they're starting to, right? But like how to pitch, how you know what it takes to, to win, what it feels like to lose, how to get up in front of an audience, how to build a proposal, you know, how to negotiate. I mean, these are core things to be successful. How to have a freaking winning mindset, right? School doesn't teach that. So I appreciate Gary and Grant and everybody that says, hey, you know, school's a waste of time because, you know, if you're spending those four years, you're not getting that conditioning you need I just talked about. The difference though, I believe in school is if you go there, you learn some behaviors, right? You, you learn some discipline. Hey, I gotta go to class. I gotta study for a test. Those are good discipline things, right? And if you're like me, I learned more from sports, right? You know, being a part of a team, what it takes to win, what it takes, you know, feels like to lose. So those things were important um, to from a, a collegiate perspective. Also, if you're building network in that time, it's a good uh, use of time. Yeah. So, 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 what, what do, you, what would you say is the, the biggest lessons you learned by going to TCO? Because again, I'm, I have two daughters. Yeah. And I can't right now, I can't think of a, of an avenue. Now they're 14, so yeah. they got a couple of years, three or four years to decide this, but that they don't go to college. 
Yeah. Now, my wife will say, my wife who is um, a, a doctor and a lawyer, full all about <laughs> schooling, yeah. she'll say, no, they're going to school because they need the degrees, they need the education. Mm -hmm. For me, I never went to college. Yeah. My fear, theory is they need to go to college just for the experience. Sure. So yeah. two different avenues, right? Yeah. What, what's, the, what's, the, what's the lessons that you learned in college that are helping you now? Yeah, I would say it's the discipline, right? I mean, something I'm trying to teach my boys today is, um, in one, I would say I learned more from sports than the academic side, right? I mean, it, 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 what it feels like to be a part of a team, man, it's freaking, it's huge, right? Uh, the discipline it takes to get in shape, to learn, uh, uh, you know, plays and those things, those are critical to success. Yeah. But school, you know, the takeaway I had was, was discipline, Right. If you don't study, you're not going to pass that test. Right. If you don't commit to going to class, you're not going to pass. So it taught great discipline um, for me. That would be the big takeaway. Why do people struggle so much with the discipline part? I'm saying if, if you think about it, you can listen to your podcast. You can read Grant Cardone. You can follow Jesse or, Grant, or, or Gary Vee. You can go to the library. You can hell, you can Google anything yeah. and find out the how to's. Why is discipline, which I think is one of the key elements if you want success, totally. why is that so hard for people to put into action? Because everybody freaking thinks about ideas, right? So you have an idea, and an idea is nothing until you have a plan, and the plan is nothing until you take priority action, right? Not even just action. How are you prioritizing it and, and attacking it with discipline? So you know, I talk about all the time the results happen in the work. Right. People just don't want to put in the work, whether that's a relationship, it's working out, it's business. Right. The freaking work is hard. Right. The work is 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 the shit behind the scenes that nobody sees. Right. That, that you know, everybody sees the success or the failure, but they don't see all the failures behind it, all the late hours, all the plane rides, the investments, all the shit that goes into winning. People just want to jump from fucking idea to, to win and they don't want to do the work yeah and do you think that's do you think that's a, a deep-seated um, desire for comfort or do you think because to me it's it's um, I've lived in that I've lived in that yes yeah. I've been in the space where I said I wanted great things but my actions weren't representing yeah and I'd say all right tomorrow's gonna be the day mm. tomorrow's gonna be the day I'm gonna put in the work I'm gonna right. put in a, a solid 12 hours and I never got the results if something would come up and I would I would stay in my yeah. comfort zone until finally, I just said, I'm tired of this life. I want more. I'm you know, capable of more. The, the reason, and you, you hit it, is, is you were scared to fail. Yeah. People don't take action because they're scared to fail, right? And so the thing that I, you know, I want to instill in, in, in my boys and anybody I coach or mentor is, listen, failure is a part of success. You're never going to be successful until you fail, until you put yourself out there, <clears throat> right? We can learn so much from kids. I tell the story all the time. My son, a year ago, seven years old, gets up on the stage, 500 freaking people, talent show, and is singing Bruno Mars, right? And dancing and just just failing, right? Just just doing, but but doing it, right? And somewhere on, along that journey, as we become adults, we lose that innocence. We lose that ability to put ourselves out there because we've been conditioned as a society that, that you know, it, it's, you should be scared and you should be afraid to fail. Right. And so people can't break through success. Listen, I'm not the smartest guy, but man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to outwork you and I'm going to fail more than you because I, it's ultimately going to win. And it's the people that are willing to be vulnerable 
and, and to embrace failure are the ones that uh, you know become successful. Yeah, I love that. I think I think you're so on to something because I think for me, what the the challenge is that society has blurred the lines between failing and failure. So what happens is I mm. I, I I fail and immediately right. I believe well then I am a failure. Right. And when if I if I am a failure then I do behaviors of failures. Sure. Right. I, I I don't try anymore. I give up. And to me failure is giving up. Failing is moving ahead. And so, so understanding the context of just because I fail doesn't make me a failure. Yeah, totally. Right? Is that? I'm saying yeah. About- well, and it's also important. You you got to talk. I talk a lot about build your tribe, right? If you're around people that view failing as failure, then guess what? You're a failure, yeah. right? You've got to be around people that go, listen, man. I saw you do that. That was fucking awesome that you put yourself out there. Here are three things constructively that you need to, to push and get better so you you know, you know can start winning more. So it's a lot. Not only is it mindset, it's behaviors, it's actions, but it's people, right? Who are you surrounding with? Who's in your tribe that's supporting you, right? You, you look at some of the most successful people. I promise you they had an amazing mentor. I promise you they had an amazing coach. I promise you they had caring, loving parents that were confident, that, that gave them confidence. That's key. You need that in your life. Yeah. So, do you think do you think that people surround themselves more with empathizers or disruptors, and which one should they surround themselves with? Definitely empathizers, right? I mean, in uh, I think empathy. So, I think a good leader um, needs to uh, you need to be somewhat um, enamored with, right? You need to be somewhat fearful of, and that leader needs to have some sort of empathy, right? And those three things typically make a really good leader, right? You need to know where they stand. Things need to be black and white. They need to be empathetic but not uh, accepting to situations, right? And so a disruptor um, is usually crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, they, they just are, right? Steve yeah. Jobs, I mean, Elon Musk, I mean, these guys are a little freaking cuckoo. So <laughs> they need a counterpart that has some of that empathy um, typically to be super successful. But if I had to pick right now, I would say I would rather be with a, a disruptor than you know someone that, that shows a lot of empathy, so, right? Yeah, somebody, somebody that just... So it tells me everything is great when it's not. Doesn't, yeah. It doesn't help me get better. Yeah, there's always another level. Yeah. No matter what level you're on, there's always another level. So if you're surrounding yourself with people saying, oh, that a boy, you're doing great. Good job. Man, you've hit it. You've made it. You're just starting to settle. Yeah, you just you end up just staying. It yeah. allows you to stay in your comfort zone. I don't yeah. need, listen, I'm, I, I think a lot of people surround themselves with, with enablers. Yeah. And they and, and if you look at it, some of the people that enable us the most love us the most. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they don't yeah, want and they're us. not doing it out of uh you know spite or no. anything. They just that's just that's a, a natural caring human tendency. Yeah. So 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 on that on that same on that same line about tribes, mm-hmm. how do you how do you how do you find the tribe that you belong in? Like how do you know you know, how do you know that whether the team that you're around, the tribe that you're around is helping you or hurting you. How, like, what's the self gut check? The check that says, ah, this person. Because for me, 2019 is about divorce and yeah. divorcing some of the bullshit mindsets that I've had. Yeah, that yeah, yeah me totally. Back. Divorcing some of the friends that have, have allowed me to stay down or have kind of pushed yeah. me down. Uh, divorcing some of my negative habits <coughs> or habits that aren't serving me well. What for you? How do you figure out and how do you do that gut check and say, hey, listen, this is a this is a team race, yeah. But I, but this is my march. This yeah, yeah, is my yeah. warrior march. Yeah. So it's easy, Chad. So the, the biggest thing is time, 
right? The thing I try to, you can't buy freaking more time. You can't make it. You know, time is the most valuable asset. So you need to gut check and go, how do I want to spend my time? And who do I want to spend my time with? And if if it all, you're like, man, I don't want to spend my time with that person. It's the wrong person, right? And, and just to, you don't always have to surround yourself with people that have exceeded or, or you know, more than you have or, or, or equal. They just have to bring value and you've got to provide value back and it has to be meaningful, yeah, you know? And, and the way I measure that is time, right? How do I want to spend it and who do I want to spend it with? I love that. I uh, recently had on the show Frank Shamrock, who former UFC yeah, yeah. Uh, heavyweight champion of the world, like, is amazing, amazing human being. Uh, only undefeated champion of all time. And so he was in a book called Ego is the Enemy, written by a guy named Ryan Holiday. And he talked about his warrior code and the plus minus equal. And what he said was, I surround myself with people that are either the plus, and the plus being people that I want to become. Mm. That I can say, I want to, I, you know, me, a lot of the people I interview, yourself included, is a plus. Judge Graham is a plus. A plus mm. is somebody that, has what I want mm-hmm. that I can su- submit my ego to sure. and, and learn from. So yeah. th- those are the pluses. The equals are my competitors, right. the people that do exactly what I do. I want to find out what they're doing. I want to share content. I want I literally want to – I have to know what my, my competitor is doing. Right. If not, I'm not in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the plus minus and the minus is the people that – I can contribute to, mm. who I can give back to, who I can uh, help make their life better, that has something that I have something they want. I need to surround myself with those people and contribute back. Yeah. And you need to have all three in your tribe. Yeah, it's great. If, if, if that, if you bought into that mindset, and I, ju- I know I just told you, but if I, if I, if you bought into that mindset and you look to your tribe, do you have all three? Do you have the plus, the minus, and the equals? Do you? Yeah, I think I, I I'd have to do some more self-reflection, but I, I think it, I think I do, man. And you know, I, uh, um, I don't let a whole lot of people into my life. Right. I mean, I've got a big, like, I mean, but I mean, close intimate, right. Because again, it's about that time, you know, you got Philip. Everybody uh, needs a yeah, Philip. Yeah. Every, every, my man Philip on camera. Woo <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody needs a Philip, right, in their life. So but yeah, so you you're guarded with your time and the Yeah, man, are, you 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 uh you have to be. But again, for me also it has to be aligned with your passion. Right? I'm freaking passionate about business. Business is my hobby. I'm I, I, I love it, man. I mean, it's like you know, I I love growing and scaling companies. I love breaking through on niches and differentiating right so um if people aren't as excited about business as i am it's just not going to be a fit yeah. right i'm not talking i don't you know i don't play guitars and you know other things business is my sport right and so i'm around people that want to do business and you know if they don't see that it's it's usually not a fit what if they what if they and i love that i love business is my is my sport i think that's it's genius i think that what if, what if people, their outcome of their business is different than what you want your outcome of your, so let's say their outcome is, and we're going to talk about scale yeah. and, and an exit, but what if they, they want to grow their company, but not for the money part of it, just right. because this is what they love doing and they realize that if I grow, I help all these people that work for me and it opens doors for them. Maybe they're, maybe it's not about the money, it's about, and you, and you said that's okay, it's, do you still find that it's a, 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 
a match as far as your mindset to theirs? Yeah, I would only caveat and say you're never going to have that unless you're successful and making money, right? Yeah. So if you're going to go on this journey, you might as well be profitable you know, along yeah, the way. Yeah. <laughs> and, I would, and I would help guide them you know, yeah. to that outcome. <clears throat> the other thing is I don't care any person that's starting a business. If you don't want to exit at some point, you'd be remiss to think that way, right? I mean, why not just prep it and be in a position on your terms to sell the business, right? I mean, why why not? You know, I mean, it's like you should always have options. So I would just counsel people of like, as you're building this, always be build, building it with the ability to sell it. But do you think people, do you think people, and again, I'm an entrepreneur, my wife's an entrepreneur. I can tell you that in the three years I've been on my own company, my wife has owned her own company for 12 years. Uh, she's got an unbelievably successful company. I have a growing company. Um, I can tell you in the 15 years combined, I can guarantee I've never thought about selling my company. And, and, the, and the reason why, the reason why I think on an unconscious level is, one, I can't even believe I own my own company. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the idea of selling sure, it, sure, like sure. somebody would want to buy. Yeah, yeah. I still get humbled when, when somebody listens to this podcast or somebody um, signs on as a client, like <laughs> I can still find that like unbelievably um, humbling is the right. best way to say. It. So to think to think that somebody would actually buy right. it is, yeah. a, is is crazy to me. My girl Soph's coming to the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Special guest. Yeah. So 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 do you find that? Do you find that a lot of people say, Yeah, I man, can't even yeah. believe I own a company and the thought of selling it is like that's never going to happen. It seems impossible. Do you yeah. find that at yeah, all? Yeah, so you've got to start going back to my book, Scale with Speed. What's your end game, right? And, and the end game is really important because it's not only what you want, why you want it, and the most important ingredient is when you want it, yeah. okay? So if you want a freaking yacht, I can promise you, I don't care how successful your company is, more than likely you're going to have to sell it to buy a yacht, yeah. right? So you got to understand what you want out of your life, why you want it, and when you want it. And once you have that formula, that in-game formula, it, it would allow you to better kind of architect out your, your business. Yeah. You know, it, it starts there. So do you, when you're, when you're working with these companies, and so hey, that, that, hey, what? Let's break right there. Yeah. For a minute so you can reset. Um, yeah. Too long? Uh, unless she's bothering you, I mean, she's just gonna stay in. She'll start barking. It'll be worse. <laughs> nope. There it is. Yeah. yeah. So, so before we get into that, let me let me let's let's talk about your company. So you graduate TCU, mm -hmm. and you move to Houston. You you go from Fort Worth to Houston. Is that the progression? <clears throat> no, I went to uh, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> Houston to Fort Worth. Started my first company, grew it successful and failed. I went bankrupt, right? And, and the lesson I learned there was I didn't have recurring revenue. I wasn't building a company to sell. I was building a company for a lifestyle. I was building a company because it was. I thought it was fun. I was building a company because I had all these people working for me and I didn't have a mentor at that time showing me, listen, if you're going to build a company, you should build it for longevity. You should build it to exit. Right. And so that was a that failing moment. Right. Not failure moment. That failing moment for me changed everything. Right. That state of mind that I had, I'm, I'm never going to feel this way again. I'm never going to build a company this way again. And it changed everything for me. Yeah. And so 
Um, you know, my second book I just wrote is called Mastering Recurring Revenue because recurring revenue is so key in any business to, to, to grow it, to have predictability, to have comfort, to make decisions. So it's a big part of, of uh, you know, something I implement in companies. Okay, so so how do you, how do you, so how do you rebound? So you go through that and then you're like, all right, now I'm going to start. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, well, you know, you're, you're sitting there. If you're a true entrepreneur, right, I mean, you've got a couple choices. You go in the corner and cry. Right, which I did for a little bit, right? Yeah. And then, then you get out of the, you know, because you know you got to hit freaking low, man. I mean, here I am. I got mortgage. I've got car payments. I've got my, uh, you know, uh, brand new marriage. We're six, seven months into it, and I've got a baby on the way, hmm. right? And my wife's not working, right? Yeah. So you got to dig deep here, right? I mean, how do you you overcome that? So you go in the corner, you cry for a little bit, you come out of it, and you got a choice, right? You're, you're either going to rally and and try to figure something out, or you're going to go, you know try to go take a job and I, you know, I rallied and, you know, I did whatever it took to make that happen. I mean, I'd get up at three 30 in the morning and I wouldn't get home until 11 30, 12 at night. And I would take a nap and do it all again. I did that for two years. Mm. Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying like, you know, hashtag fucking hustle and all this shit that people say, like I had to do that. Right. I, you know, now if you don't have to do that, that's great. But that was what was required in order for me to be successful. Yeah. Desperation or inspiration. Yeah, man, you pick. You got two options, right? Yeah. So, 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 so now you're sort of fast forward twelve years. Yeah. Now you're you own a unbelievably successful company. Yep. You live in a ridiculous adult Disneyland house, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and you have a great you have a top podcast. You've written already an amazing book. You now have another book on the way. Let's talk about what you teach and all of these yeah. and all of this. Let's talk about this. One of the things I love <coughs> when you talk about, I'm really that I've learned from you on your podcast, um, is niches get you riches. Totally, niches get you riches. What yep. does that mean? Like, explain that to the people that are listening. Niches get you riches. Yeah. So think about this, um, and I use this example all the time. Why do brain surgeons make more money than general practitioners? No clue. Because the general practitioner is is you know a multitude of things. You've got a stomachache, you got a headache, you got a whatever. They're doing a multitude of things, right? They're not premium, right? If you have a freaking brain tumor, you're going to find the best brain surgeon out there, and they're going to charge you 15 times x that general practitioner. Why is that? Is because it's niche. Because they understand their trade, they understand their craft. They've built their whole business around it. Every case study that they have, in result is about successful brain surgeries where that practitioner has multiple things that they're pointing to, right? When you go an inch wide, I can't do that, inch wide, mile deep, right? Everything becomes tight. Your processes, your staff, how you position yourself, your content, your results that you share, right? I'm doing a mastermind right now. It's called uh, Dominate Mastermind. And the whole idea is quit freaking competing and start dominating. And the only way you dominate is once you become niche. And what I mean by that is anytime you show up and you're bidding, you're pitching, right? The competition is going to fucking lose because you're so fucking inch wide and mile deep and you know your craft. It's not even a comparison, right? So if somebody was coming here to, to redo my roof and they were niche, right? They were an inch wide and a mile deep and they showed up with the proposal versus the general contractor. The general contractor said, yeah, we've done 15 roofs, but we've done kitchens. We've done all this shit. And I look at their website and it's about remodeling, right? But they do roofs. But the guy that shows up and it's Steve's uh, multi-million dollar home roofs, 
right? That's his niche. And he comes in and every case study he has is homes that look like mine, roofs that look like mine, content that looks like mine, how to work with the insurance agent um, for a roof my size, all those things. Well, the fucking guy wins. Yeah. It's not even a competition, right? That's dominating, right? That's niche. That's, that's, that's the difference. And so many businesses get scared to go deep because it's scary, right? When you're a small business, you just want to take revenue. Right. My first business, I lost because of that. Right. We were really good at web websites. And all of a sudden they were like, well, man, you guys are creative. Can you do a logo? Well, fuck yeah. I'm going to charge you 10 grand. Yeah, I'll do a logo. <laughs> right now you're doing logos. Well, yeah. Can you do PR? Well, yeah, I can figure that out. You do it. Well, now you're hiring incremental staff that you don't need. You're taking on risk and liabilities you don't need. And you lost your way. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> More than you know. So, so committing to one thing. That, you're, it, that you want to own the space it, at. Market leader. Domination. How do you own the fucking content? How do you own the messaging? How do you own the case studies? How do you own the webs? Everything, right? You are the authority, right? I am the scale and exit authority. There is no one better. Google it. There's no one. I'm it. I'm the scale and exit authority, period. You want to grow your company and put a position to sell it? I'm the guy. There's nobody better, period. That's my niche. And so how do you know that that's you, not you know, how does somebody find out what their niche is? Because I could say, well, my niche is podcast. It right. could be that I'm a, I own a sales training company. Most people that are listening to this podcast don't even know that I own a sales training company. They believe I'm a motivational speaker. So I've done right. a very poor job of, of, sure. of finding the niche. Yeah. So how do you, how do you find, how do you know what your niche is? What? what you are going to be best at. Yeah, so I think you have to look at currently what you're doing, right? I, I start with it, and I call it, you know, um, uh, a competitive dissection, right? So right now, who are you losing market share to? Um, uh, who are the top two people you're losing market share to? And who aspirationally do you think you are or that you would be losing market share to, right? Then I go through and you do a SWOT analysis. What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? What are the threats against each one of those? And you have this self-reflection of, uh, and then you match that to your revenue, right? Most businesses lie to themselves, right? They go, man, I'm in the whatever business, but when you cut the P&L, <laughs> it's like 5% of their business is that, right? So you have to start with what you're good at, where you're making money at, and where you think your competitors are vulnerable. And that, to me, starts the niche, right? And then you have to commit to that freaking niche. You got to go an inch wide. You got to go a mile deep. You've got to own it. You got to change your website. You got to change the copy. You got to change the content. You've got to invest in externally evangelizing that you're the market leader. You don't win until you become the market leader and you can't become a market leader until you become niche. Wow, yeah, I love that shit. I love it, and that's, again, that's a lot of work. It's so much easier to take the money on, yeah. on the wide, right, right? On be everything to everyone, right, and take the money, but what you're saying is it's not sustainable. Well, it's not sustainable, right? I mean, short term, the wide is, is probably better Right, if you're just starting, but the long game, man, if you're not playing the long game, you're playing the wrong game, period, right? And so the long game, if you're niche, you have scale, right? Remember what I talked about, your processes become tighter, who you hire becomes tighter, your, your results become tighter, everything's tight, 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 tight. That's my thing, man, if I can get it fucking tight, really tight, and you're, you're, you're very concise and direct, you start to win in, in everything that you do, and scale becomes easy. Enterprise value becomes important, right? So is a company going to want to pay you more money 
if you do a bunch of shit or you do one thing and you're the best at it, right? You're going to get a premium for that because you're the market leader. Yeah. What, how do you, how do you differentiate yourself? I, I get the inch wide, mile deep. I get the niche right now. It seems like there's a lot of, a lot of people entering a lot of spaces totally in the training world in the guru the guru yeah every day there's a new guru there's <coughs> behavioral change experts there's uh, <laughs> mindset experts there's yeah. like it, it, it's unbelievable yeah yeah totally and, and what you need to to become one of these people right is just to say that you are yeah how yeah. how in the beginning do you differentiate say differentiate yourself to get to that point where you can start investing and going deep where you can start like if you're a new company how do you how do you differentiate yourself well i think by committing to the niche it forces you right you're going to get there faster right so um now you build content that's all around that niche right your prospecting efforts are all around that niche you know it's going to be hard for anybody at first right you got to build you know, all these things, these assets, you got to build clients, you've got to build results. Listen, the best marketing and advertising is from the freaking customer, right? So go win, go fucking get revenue and deliver and, and that niche will start to form itself. Yeah. And yeah. one thing I talk about all the time, right? I mean, is this money sheet. What are the six to eight priorities you're doing that day to generate revenue? If you're a company, you're not spending at least 75% on revenue every day, you're going to fail. If you're a new company, you're not spending 75%, you're just gonna fail, right? Entrepreneurs get this idea of just noise and shit they think they need to be doing. You need to be selling. You need to be generating revenue in your niche and those customers you need to deliver for are gonna give you testimonials and that's gonna start to allow you to have content to become a market leader. I love that. So let's talk about the money sheet because you talk about the money sheet a lot. Yeah. Um, every if you Again, if you're not following this guy on social media, uh, read his book. His, listen to his, I'm saying, you gotta you gotta get in tune to all of it because it's it's good shit. Um, and one of the things you talk about a lot on almost every Facebook live I see, yeah, or post is, did you do your money sheet? Let's yeah. talk about the money sheet. So totally. what is this? What is the money, money sheet? sheet? Um, so I'm actually, uh, this month I'm dropping literally uh, revenue uh, planners every day, money sheets that you can actually get. So the money sheet is, and, and I've got a whole framework um, we could get into, but uh, the money sheet ladders up to your annual goals. And the idea of the money sheet is from the CEO to the freaking intern, I get the entire organization aligned on executing to the annual goal, right? And I do this through rhythms, cadences, mindsets, behaviors, but the money sheet is the tactical thing that by 9.30 in an organization AM, everybody is filling out their money sheet. What are the six to eight top priorities that ladder up to, there's a little box, what is your monthly target and where are you pacing today against that target, right? And you have to prioritize against that and you can't leave. I don't care about time. I don't measure time, right? I measure activity level, right? So if it takes you three hours, great. If you can do more, fantastic. If it takes you 23 hours and 30 minutes, you got to finish your fucking money sheet, right? Because it's creating a habit and it's forcing you to do activities that you don't like, but that generate revenue. And, and that's what the money sheet is. And is as simple as it sounds, when you align an organization to an annual target, to quarterly targets with owners, and then those owners break it down to weekly and then you meet as an organization daily and basically executives meet 10 minutes, boom, they delegate, 
those teams meet and I don't care how big the organization is by 35 minutes, the entire company can be aligned and everybody is in rhythm and everybody's doing something. They have purpose because they're filling their money sheet out and they understand the bigger objective. And then the next day you're talking about it. Why was it missed? The accountability comes in place. You create momentum, you create culture and you create speed, right? And you create the difference between a lackadaisical culture to a growth culture and a growth culture yields results and results yield revenue. Yeah, I love that. And so your experience is when you take a company on and this is who you work with, you work with companies of all sizes, correct? Yeah. I mean, I'd say my sweet spot. I mean, like the lowest would be, you know, a company is probably a few million bucks in revenue, um, you know, up to probably a hundred million in revenue, 150 million in revenue is really my, my sweet spot. And so you're, you're affecting, you're not just affecting, Hey, call me when you're ready to sell. Call really, it's this, 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 the sell at the end is the fate of complete. It's really the scaling, and then hey, I'll help facilitate this. Yeah, I give you a great, great example right now. I'm working with a guy, and we got him. Uh, he came to me. He would. He, he had an offer. We looked at that offer, and we're making some minor changes. This is in 40, 40 days. We're optimizing his PL. We're tightening up his margins. We're changing some things. And already, based on where we're, we're, we're trending, he would get, um, if we were to sell today now, this is 45 days in, he'd get an extra 4 million bucks, mm. right? So I'm coming you know, anywhere in the growth of the company to the prep of the company, right? I mean, the difference is I'm a real guy, man. I'm a real entrepreneur. I know what it feels like not to make payroll. I know to sleep up. I have empathy and I understand the entrepreneur because I've been there. But the other side of it is, is I understand the investment banking side. I've sold multiple companies. I know what you got to prep to do. I know what's about to happen. I know the pain you're about to experience. I know the process. So I can help get them in position kind of pre-investment banker. And there's a lot of value because I can increase that enterprise value. I can increase that multiple and I can ultimately get them more money if I come in a little bit earlier. Yeah, I love that. So, all right, so let's, let's, let's jump a little bit. Let's jump a little bit to the other side. So now you have this money is your money is your uh, growing business. Business is your life. Business is your sport. Uh, making money is the is the result. The how do you how do you disconnect? So how do you disconnect? Because you you're I consider myself a pretty high energy guy. Right. But you're like a Chad on ten Red Bulls. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. got a shitload of energy. Yeah. So what is the for you? What is the the off time. What is the yeah, what does that look like? It's tough, it's man. And you know, um, my wife's amazing being married to me, right? Because <laughs> she's got to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the off time is uh, we try to vacation. You know, like I travel um, a lot, but I'll bring my wife with me. So like we'll be in New York uh, next week, the week after, and so she'll come up three or four days and stay the weekend. And I try to just kind of unplug, yeah. you know, and and just you know do different things. But you know, the other thing is I've brought my wife into this business for the first time. And that's been good too, because, you know, she now is a part of, you know, all of this and, and living it. And so it's just brought us even closer. Because what, what, what the reason I asked that question is because I think what a lot of people struggle with, or I shouldn't say, I don't want to speak for other people. Let me speak for me. The thing that I had struggled with for a while, which I'm, which I'm building up now is endurance. Mm-hmm. And not just obviously endurance. When people think endurance, they think of like I run marathons. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm building up endurance to run a marathon. Yeah. But this this whole everything you talk about scale and exit and growing business and making money, 
that's all takes a lot of endurance and yeah. growing Amen. your growing your threshold to be able to deal with it. Right? Yeah. So so how do you get to the point where you are? Because I think a lot of people drop. They just I don't like the word burnout, but I think they just get exhausted. Yeah. And you know entrepreneurial fatigue. Mm-hmm. I think is a real. I don't know if it's a real thing. I've never heard no, the expression, I, but to me it is. <clears throat> right. I find myself getting fatigued. I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta get my mind right. I gotta build up some more threshold yeah. to grow a little bit more. So, so the difference is, and I talk about this in my book. Anybody that tells you, and you're a runner, right? And, and I love that. I want to, I want to start running. I, I, I think that's cool, man. It would, it's good. I believe you need an outlet. You need to get the blood flowing, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's very important, yeah. right? Some of your best thinking comes, you know, in those wow. th- those states of, of, of running or yeah. just, you know, getting that that white space, that headspace. Yeah. Um, but so being a marathon runner, you'll appreciate this analogy. Everybody always says, "Slow down, little Billy." It's it's uh it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. That's a fucking lie. Listen, it's a sprint marathon. You need to be running as fast as you can as a marathon. But you got to have the right framework, and the way you don't get fatigued is you're so freaking busy, right? You're, you're, you're making so many moves. You're doing so much activity that, that you can't get burnt out, right? I mean, look at like you just you know interviewed Gary Vee. I mean, that dude, he's too busy to get fatigued. What happens is when you slow down and you treat it like a marathon, you get more time to think about shit. You go, man, I've been working really hard. Is this really working? You second-guess yourself. Stay freaking busy. Stay active. Love that shit. That might be the best advice that I've heard. Um, one in any podcast I've done. Boom. <laughs> but 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 for life in general. Yeah, I mean you're right. When I slow down, <coughs> when my critic in my head starts to seep in. When yeah. I'm busy. Yeah. Uh, like this morning, I, w- I got up. I went for a run. Right. I did. I loved it. Yeah, I saw I did, that. Uh, I did a ten minute headspace right. uh, mindset um, meditation. And then I immediately got on a call and uh, pushed an advance, like pushed an uh, 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 agenda that was trying to happen, make it happen. And then get in the car, I come here, I'm going to do two more podcasts. If I have downtime, it's when I'll start to question and the critic in my head starts to take over. Yeah, and the thing you don't have, and Philip and I talk about this, you know, all the time, is you don't have fucking time. Right? I'm How old are you now? 45. Okay, I'm 40. You're 45. Who knows, dude? It could be tomorrow, yeah. right? And so you got to keep that time sacred and, and maximize it, right? I mean, you know, do you really need a fucking break? You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. if you love what you do, yeah, then you're doing what you love. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. like, yeah, like Gary says, and uh, you know, a lot of people say, like, I don't live from. I love what I do. Yeah. So it's not like Mondays come and I'm like, oh, yeah, Mondays. I'm like. <laughs> It's it's just another day. It's another day. I get to go right. back to work. But I also love Saturdays and Sundays when I'm yeah, spending time to, with my to, kids and my wife. A hundred percent. It's a balance. This, yeah. It's not, this isn't business in spite of family and and, right. and other interests. This is business as part of your as part of your DNA as much as family as right. much as running is or whatever. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to shut it down just to kind of whatever. But what's been great about um, my wife is I was always just all business. Right. And then the weekend I was like, dude, I just need a break. And she's pushed me to, to, to make sure we're going full tilt with friends, with family, with kids. So my life is freaking full tilt. Right. But I'm not going to have any regrets. I'm not missing anything, dude. It's yeah. just not happening. Yeah. I love that shit. All right. Last couple of questions. Um, so, so, so one, 
what's the what's the what's the end game for you? So yeah. if, if scale and exit is the end game that you teach, mm-hmm. then what's the scale and exit <clears throat> for you? Yeah. So it change. So I, I tell people you need to do it every year, right? Because what happens is you you hit a goal, and then 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 it has to be different, you know. So previous my end game was money, right? And um, I've hit that that end game. Um, but there's always more, right? Yeah. So to be uh, part of this end game, right? Instead of getting tactical and exactly what it is is, man, I love business, right? It's my sport. I mean, I love taking and seeing a company, right? So even people I'm mentoring now, um, helping them get to that life-changing event. I mean, dude, I want to get paid for doing that, but seeing their life transform, right? From going from grinding to now they're a multi-multi-millionaire, right? And, And what they're able to do and achieve, that right now is my end game, right? Is that, is that euphoric feeling, right? It's, it's, it's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, and you and you could do that to grave. You could do that until the day you're in the box. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it doesn't. I'm saying you're only going to get better. Yeah, you, you only get more wise. You only get more education, more wisdom, more grace, more, more grace. <laughs> so, so who do you, who do you follow? Like, who are your? If you were to look at now, who are the people that you've surrounded? Like, what are the mentors, the podcasts, the books you read? What is? What are you filling your mind up with? Yeah, I like. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I. I believe um, <laughs> Philip's pointing. Look at me. Man. Uh, I uh, Philip's like. But first of all, for those of you, <laughs> Philip Anthony, he's like he's like the Yoda, right? Yeah. He's like so he's he's the perfect uh, combination between Zen and Gary V. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Like yes, I have the energy of Gary V. But I'm gonna talk to you about the mindset of the brain and the faith. Right, 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 the, right. The old wise, like everybody needs that, right? Isn't that what you can say? Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking the Yoda, Gary B. I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. No, I, you know what, man? I, uh, what I love about, um, I'm a real guy, right? And I'm, I'm direct. I'm no bullshit. I have uh, minimal, you know, low tolerance for, for things. Um, what's been cool about watching people like Grant and Gary V, they're authentic, right? And they're a little bit more edgy. They're a little bit more street. And I relate to that. I like it. So I think those guys are great. Um, I think that uh, even some guys out here that I'm connected with, like Matt Monero. I don't know if you know. You need to get him on. Yeah. Um, Matt Monero is awesome. So, you know, I just try to surround myself. I love audio. I need to record my book in audio. But I just I like to immerse myself. And, you know, if you're not learning, you're, you're, you're not growing. If you're not growing, you're dying, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so how much time do you allot to – personal growth to you like percentage wise how yeah. much time are you spending growing growing judge Graham yeah I would say um a lot man I mean I am I am constantly in um what I would call diligence mode right I mean I'm constantly looking at you know how's this person presenting this or you know what is their angle and you know I would say 30 40 percent I mean I'm constantly wanting to learn and get better and, and hone my craft yeah, awesome. All right, so so I'm sure. Listen, I, I I believe this to be true that as people listen to this podcast, they Google whoever I'm talking to. Right. If they didn't know him before, um, but if they Google your name, your shit is everywhere. I don't yeah. know how one person can own the internet. I'm like, this guy is like I you know, obviously do a ton of research. I've already known you, um, but I'm like, all right, let me find out what's out there. 
and you put Judge Graham into the into the internet, and your shit is everywhere. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So whoever's doing your marketing, yeah. is owning that shit. Yeah. Um, but where do people find you? Where's the best? Yeah, place the to best way is uh, at Judge Graham, um, or pretty much all my social handles. Facebook uh, is at Judge Graham Business, and then JudgeGraham.com. And then you have a podcast, which is like in the top fifty podcast business podcast. Yeah. Which to some people say, well, fifty. There's no less than 5,000, 20,000 yeah. business podcasts alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to be in 50 yeah. is pretty. I just, somebody just said, Chad, what did you finish? Uh, the, I was on a plane. I was talking to this day. So what did you finish the uh, Chicago Marathon in? I was like, well, I finished 18,765. <laughs> and she had this look on her face like I was crawling through it, right? Yeah. Well, there were 52,000 Oh, dude, that's that awesome. Ran. Congrats. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, all right. Yes, it sounds like a lot. Yeah. But there was still a lot behind it. Oh, yeah, for So sure. to be in 50 out of the yeah. thousands and thousands is pretty freaking remarkable, especially because yeah. your podcast has been around <laughs> like less than a year, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crushing it. So what, yeah. what's the name of your podcast? Uh, Where do they find your shit? Scale and Exit on iTunes um, or Stitcher. Uh, just Google Judge Graham, like you said. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. And, and it's not, and, and just to be, this this podcast isn't for the weak of heart. Yeah, like, no. I'm saying, would you, it's would real you shit. Like, yeah. This is real shit. Like, don't, yeah. don't think you're going to come on and hear, oh, well, you don't feel well today. Don't get up and do your money sheet. Right. That's it. <laughs> that, I, that, I haven't heard that episode yeah, yet. Yeah, right? like, yeah. That episode in, doesn't exist. <laughs> stay in bed and read Chicken Soup for the Soul. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, nah, like, nah, that book nah, has not nah. been written by yeah. <laughs> Graham nah, yet. Nah. So this is real shit. And I think people need that. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the deal, man. I'm at a point in my life where uh, I'm selective in who I spend my time with or who I work with. And so you're either going to like me or you're not, right? Yeah. But you're not going to get any soft shit from me. So if you're listening to this and you want some soft shit, don't, don't fucking subscribe. <laughs> this isn't for you. But, yeah. if you. but if you want to get better, if you want yeah. to make more money, if you want to scale your business, even if you're afraid to say, because here's the thing, I think, and, and that there, there is a fear associated with people just saying, I want a, I want a freaking Benz. I want yeah. a, I want a great house. I want yeah. to make money. Yeah. I think there is a stereotype fear that yeah. shit, I have to be deeper right. than that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, which is bullshit. I mean, listen, uh, those things, um, once you get them, right, it's, it's a car, right? And then it wears off, but it's the idea that you were able to get it, right? I mean, I think people get confused on... I'm getting it because I've always wanted this Lamborghini. I've always wanted this G-Wagon or whatever it is. It's more that you got to a place you have the ability to get it. You know what I mean? Right. And once you get it, it's good. And now it's something else. But, yeah. you know, it's okay to want monetary things, right? right. I mean, why why, why is that a bad oh. thing? Oh, you know, I, I can't even begin to tell you. I bought a new house a year ago, a little over a year ago. And I posted a picture on Facebook. I didn't reply to somebody. Yeah. I can't begin to tell you the shit I got for it. Yeah. And it's, listen, it's not this huge mansion. It's not this palatial estate, but it's, it's a nicer house than what I lived in. Yeah. And I got a rash of shit for it because people believe because I posted it, it's about ego. And I have, listen, for me, there's not a person in this world that I think that I'm better than. Right. Nobody. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I also don't believe that I'm any worse than any person in this world. Yeah. And so I look at the house and bought something that, 
um, my wife, my family wanted that I wanted. Right. Um, and it wasn't about status. It wasn't about, it was just about this was our dream house and we worked hard for it. But people have trouble with that. People have yeah. a real issue with Wrong that. tribe. Wrong tribe. That's exactly right. And the people that I lost, you know what? It hasn't, it hasn't affected my life. And I don't mean that in a, in yeah. a negative way. But some people are on their own warrior march that they have to do on their own. And this, you're right. It's all about wrong tribe. Yeah. That's yeah, great. 100. Awesome. All right. Last question. I'm ready. Last question. Let's do it. So you're 40. Young, yeah. Young. Although you do have some grays coming <laughs> in. Then you have two kids that's coming in, right? Just like me. So, <laughs> but you still have hair. So that shit's not fair. So, so when you leave this earth from that, leave this earth 70 years from now. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to be cremated too. I don't want to. You said box. I don't want to. No, like a, no box. Yeah, cremation. I'm, I'm, I'm all about frozen. I want to be. Yeah, I'm, frozen, I'm going okay. out Walt Disney style. <laughs> all right. Like, you like, coming back? Bring, bring me, bring my ass back. All right. right. So, so 70, 70 years from now, when you leave this earth, <clears throat> what do you want your contribution to have been? I mean, I, you know, I, <clears throat> a lot of people say, you know, I want to change the world and everything. I mean, I, I, I'm still a somewhat of a grounded guy. You know, I want to I want to walk away um, being an amazing uh, father, husband, and friend, right, and mentor. You know, and if somebody was to stand up and say that, you know, by the throwing those ashes in, in the ocean, then to me, I'd check the box. Yeah, that's awesome. Simple, man. Like you know, I mean, it's uh, what people don't realize it's the it's the small wins that add up to the big one, right? So if you can incrementally change somebody's behavior, mindset, make them have a better day, you know, make them some more money. And you do that incrementality at compounds, right? And, and, you know, that's the power of this new digital world we're living in social man, if I can freaking my content, I'm not selling it, right? Philip, do I sell any shit on content? Hardly anything, right? I'm going to, if you're watching this, I'm going to sell some shit <laughs> at some point, right? Because where is my money? Yeah. Right. You but, do give a lot of shit away for free. Yeah. But, but you know what? It's, it's, uh, it's, I think it all comes back, man. Like, I mean, you, you can't build a brand. You can't, and you have to invest. You've got to provide fucking value, right? No relationship ever works unless both parties are getting some value, right? And so you can't just expect to just start monetizing without providing value. And, you know, if somebody's in a bad spot or they're, they're having trouble, like, man, should I fire this person or not? Or how do I handle this kind of conversation? And they watch a whiteboard Wednesday and I was able to help impact that. Man, that's a fucking win. Oh, yeah. Whiteboard Wednesday. Like Wednesday used to be hump day. You know, <laughs> day. One day's a hump day. Yeah. But you're taking this shit over. We, it's renamed now Whiteboard Wednesday. Yeah. So if you listen to this and this will air on a Tuesday, put in your calendar right now for tomorrow to go to, to your site and see Whiteboard Wednesday. Yeah, just hit my YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, it's on fire. Philip and I are doing some cool ass, uh, we call them, uh, what do you call them, fire videos, Philip? And so, you know, they're fire video, man, it's fire. It's like uh, three minutes of just badass, motivational, real shit, you know? So um, a lot of cool content coming out. Awesome. I love that shit. All right, well, listen, first of all, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely, know, it's, it's man. one thing to do the podcast, another thing to open your home. Yeah, of course. Um, Especially, you know, a home like this. So I have a lot of gratitude for you. Yeah. If you're not following this guy, buy his book because your book is insane. Uh, his next book will be coming out. Follow him his podcast. Man, follow him if you want to grow your business. And even if you don't own your own business. Yeah. Follow this guy because it'll change your view on how you contribute at work and how you can grow yourself at work too. Because making 100%. money 
show me the money yeah isn't just about isn't just about if you own your own company because yeah. you said it yourself it's mindset fact, behaviors yeah it's mindset behaviors awesome yeah. all right listen thanks very much brother I make it happen appreciate it, it brother thanks make it happen you gotta make it happen <laughs> thanks brother